Well, hi, welcome to TYB On The Run. Today we are going to jump into Ruth 4. We've been through Ruth 1 and 2 and we've had a look at um, the Elimelech, family of Elimelech and Naomi and the, the place that they've got themselves in. And we've gone through, they've left Bethlehem, go to Moab, and now they've returned to Bethlehem and we're in Ruth 4, whereas Boaz marries Ruth. Let me read it over you today. Meanwhile, Boaz went up to the town gate and sat down there just as the guardian redeemer he had mentioned came along. Boaz said, come over here, my friend, and sit down. So he went over and sat down. Boaz took 10 of the elders of the town and said, sit here. And they did so. Then he said to the guardian redeemer, Naomi, who has come back from Moab, is selling the piece of land that belonged to our relative Elimelech. I thought I should bring the matter to your attention and suggest that you buy it in the presence of these seated here and in the presence of the elders of my family. If you will redeem it, do so. But if you will not, tell me so I will know. For no one has the right to do it except you and I am next in line. I will redeem it, he said. Then Boaz said, on the day you buy the land from Naomi, you also acquire Ruth the Moabite, the dead man's widow in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property. At this, the guardian redeemer said, uh, then I cannot redeem it because I might endanger my own estate. You redeem it yourself. I cannot do it. Now, in earlier times in Israel, for the redemption and transfer of property to become final, one party took off his sandal and gave it to another. This was the method of legalizing transactions in Israel. So the guardian redeemer said to Boaz, buy it yourself, and he removed his sandal. Then Boaz announced to the elders and all the people, Today you are my witnesses that I have bought from Naomi all the property of Elimelech, Kilion and Malon. I have also acquired Ruth the Moabite, Malon's widow, as my wife, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property, so that his name will not disappear from among his family or from his hometown. Today you are my witnesses. Then the elders and all the people at the gate said, We are witnesses. May the Lord... Make the woman who is coming into your home like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the family of Israel. May you have standing in Ephrath and be famous in Bethlehem. Through the offspring the Lord gives you by this young woman, may your family be like that of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. When he made love to her, the Lord enabled her to conceive and she gave birth to a son. The woman said to the women said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons has given him him birth. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The The women living there said Naomi has a son and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. The genealogy of David. This then is the family line of Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of um, Aminadeb, Aminadeb the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon, Salmon the father of Boaz, Boaz the father of Obed, Obed, Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of David. Now this is the finish of the book of Ruth, and it's such an incredible climax. We have journeyed through from Ruth coming from Moab and, you know, Naomi and coming back in desolation as widows that had no one to take care of them. And then they just so happened to find themselves in Boaz's field. And then they just so happened to be, you know, um, this incredible guardian redeemer. 
I love, as I said in the other ones, these coincidences of God in this book. And it's so amazing because we don't know the author of this book. We don't know who wrote it. And there's little hints within it of maybe the time that it was written. Let me show you those before I journey on. Did you notice in 4.7, it was kind of like this bracketed bit and it says, now in earlier times in Israel for the redemption and transfer of property to become final, one part of, and he explains taking off the sandals. Now, what that shows us from a date perspective is that he, he's obviously writing this much later because he says now in earlier times in Israel. So he's he's much, he's in the future and he's writing backwards and saying, you know, back then this is what they used to do. So we know that this is a story written in, in, in the future times, not so much written in the time that Ruth actually lived, but re- written in future times looking back upon the redemption of this of this situation upon this guardian redeemer now we know again that it's possibly um at the time of david why because the genealogy of, of david finishes um at the end and and it just the jesse the father of david so it finishes there so you kind of get these hints as you read the bible of you know, you've got to take notice of these things of, okay, when was this actually written? Now, I actually adore this end result. It's so beautiful of the redemption of these two widows. And I feel like we've walked with them of these two widows and Boaz now taking control of the situation. We know from Ruth 3 that Ruth went into the threshing floor and said to Boaz, basically, you know, uh, uh, will you will you take care of me? Will you marry me? And that's what that sense of of having somebody covering covering them. Um, I know some people sexualize Ruth three, but it's not meant to be like that. It's just this beautiful understanding of this covenant. Will will you take care of me? Will you redeem me? And then we have in Boaz taking control of the situation and actually going before the guardian redeemer. Now it gets a bit scary in this end part because you, did you notice that the guardian redeemer was like, yeah, I'll redeem it. Boaz does a little bit of tricky um, contractual things here because he actually doesn't mention Ruth until he mentions the property, you know, oh, that there's property. And of course the, the guardian redeemer guy goes, yeah, of course I want that. And then he says, oh, by the way, um, because you're buying this land from Naomi, you also get the, the Ruth the Moabite. And and it's this moment where you, you're like, no, we don't want this guy to redeem it. We want Ruth and Boaz to be together. And there's this beautiful sense of um, this literary artistry of this beautiful book. And then we have this, he says, no, I can't redeem it. Now, when you study this, there's no reason why he can't redeem it, but we're just so grateful that he chose not to redeem it at this point. And then Boaz has these elders, these witnesses. Why? Because this is a contract. Now, in those times, ten elders of the town had to be had to um, have a look, be witnesses of the contract. Of course, they're all men. And um, we also have this this essence of taking off your sandal as a significant moment of this contract. And so that, like they said, the author of of the book of Ruth kind of gives us that background information that we needed. And I love this essence at the end where he says, then the elders and all the people at the gate said, we are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your home like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the family of Israel. May you have standing in Ephrath and be famous in Bethlehem. We know that Boaz ends up famous in Bethlehem. How do we know that? Because if we jump across to Matthew, the beginning of Matthew actually um, repeats this genealogy that is found in the end of Ruth, but follows it all the way through to the lineage of Christ. And we know, and it adds some extra bits. So 
I know you can't now because you're kind of on the run, but when you study Matthew, have a look at it when you when you have time. And we know that in Matthew, the genealogy of Matthew goes back from Abraham all the way through to the Jesus, the Messiah. And we know that as it jumps in, it says um, the same thing, Perez, the, family, the father of Hezron, Hezron, the father of Ram, and it adds a little bit. It says, Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. We find out in Matthew, not mentioned in the book of Ruth, but we find out in Matthew that Boaz's mum was Rahab, the, the slave woman that, that was in the, in the walls and actually saved, was saved because she, she helped them take Jericho. So it's just this amazing link all the way through. And then Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. It's very unusual to have women mentioned in a genealogy. So for Matthew to do this, he's making these significant Rahab, a Canaanite woman, Ruth, a a Moabite woman, and he continues on and and mentions these women. He mentions Tamar again. Read the situation of Tamar. It's not a great situation. So he mentions the redemption lineage of, of Jesus. And I love that in Ruth, You've got this sense of you will be famous in Bethlehem. He is famous in Bethlehem because he's the great-grandfather of, um, you know, of David and in the lineage of Jesus. So this story doesn't just redeem, which I just think is so beautiful, it doesn't just redeem Noah, um, Naomi, it doesn't just redeem Ruth, but it ends up redeeming Boaz into the lineage of Christ. And I just, I think that is so beautiful. God doesn't do things in half measures. When he redeems a situation, he doesn't just redeem a situation, he turns everything around for good. And sometimes we pray into specific situations and say, God, could you redeem that? And God's like, I'm looking at such a bigger plan here. I'm looking at the redemption in such a bigger plan. It's like when Jesus came, and we were everyone was focused on redeeming Israel or you know focusing on the redemption of Israel back into a kingdom like David and Jesus was like oh my gosh I'm not that that's one small section I'm thinking cosmic here I'm thinking universal redemption and sometimes we can get focused on small things when God is doing so much bigger things behind our back and I love this um through the off, offspring the Lord gives you by this young woman, may your family be like that of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah. And it, it was it, again, it re, um, talks about this time of Tamar, and I, I would encourage you to study that. The other thing I just want to mention is, um, so Boaz, they they had a baby, which is so beautiful. Then Naomi took the child in in um, sixteen. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. It ends not so much with the focus on Ruth. She's kind of the vessel of redemption. She's kind of the vessel of loyalty. And I love that sense of the vessel of royalty, uh, loyalty. It doesn't focus on Boaz. It doesn't focus on the kinsman redeemer. What it focuses on is back on Naomi, the one who had everything taken from her, the one that was absolutely destroyed. She had every hope taken from her. And due to the faithfulness of Ruth and the kinsman redeemer of Boaz, she gets to hold a son again. And that is really the heart of this whole message. It's so beautiful. The women living here, they said, Naomi has a son. And I kind of love this because it's technically Ruth's son, but it's like this restoration of the lineage, restoration of the family lineage, restoration of inheritance. Everything that Christ has done is kind of pointed in this beautiful book. And they named him Obed, the father of Jesse, the father of David. So we know that it's definitely written from David's side of history and this beautiful sense of redemption. I love, can I just finish on this um, 
15. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age for your daughter-in-law who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons has given um, given him birth. I love that this essence of God's faithfulness through this book and it says he will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. Naomi started this, this um, story with wealth and, and a family. She ends up losing everything but by the end she's renewed in life and sustained in her old age she's got people taking care of her now she's her lineage is is so important and so critical she ends up you know like we're saying Ruth ends up in this beautiful lineage and I love this essence of God turning everything around and this really is the story of what Christ does in us again our guardian redeemer again the one where we were desolate we you know, and it's not just a salvation. Can I say this, um, TYB? It's not just that salvation process. It's not just he redeemed us from our past life. He redeemed us from our old life. He is, continues to be our guardian redeemer. He continues to save us in times when that's the, that's the whole point of Jesus on the cross. It wasn't just a one-off deal for salvation. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Everything he did on that cross, he is the guardian redeemer. When you find yourself in financial issues, he is the guardian redeemer. When you find yourself in health issues, he is the guardian redeemer. I love this this sense of no matter where we find ourselves in life. As Christians, we're not immune to everything going, you know, anything going wrong in our lives. We do face hard trials, but we know through this beautiful story of Ruth that God will redeem us. He will turn it around for good. He will walk with us and we will find ourselves in God situations, not just redeemed from being able to eat. These, these um, Ruth and Naomi weren't just redeemed in, in their land, in their inheritance, in being able to eat, eat or just having a son. They were redeemed so much that they are honoured in Bethlehem. Why? Because this is the family of David. This really is quite incredible because when you think about this family, this significant family, if this lineage had stopped, then David wouldn't be there. Then Jesus wouldn't be there. God knows that there are things in your life that he needs to to turn around for good because there's a bigger picture. There's something more than just redeeming a small situation. Even your finances right now, maybe there's something that you're battling with in your finances and God's going to redeem that situation, but he's going to redeem it above and beyond what we ask, think or imagine. He is going to redeem that situation. What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, hasn't even entered into the imagination of man what God is going to do in your life. Maybe today you need to just break off focusing on financial or just one redemption situation and saying, God, I know you have a plan and I pray that not just favor over this situation, not just redeeming this situation, but turn everything around for good. Turn it around like you did with Ruth and Naomi. So it wasn't just a lineage that was redeemed. You ended up honoring those women in future generations and the favor of God rests upon these women and it will rest upon you. So I hope you've loved studying Ruth with us. TYB on the run is all about us just studying these scriptures so you get full and um, then you continue in your day. So, guys, I hope you've loved it. Jump into another book with TYB on the run and keep studying your word.